What is up, podcast nerds? Welcome to the show. This is episode 14 of Clockwork Nights. I am your host, Clark Wayne. Welcome one, welcome all. I'm so excited for this episode. Today on the show, I have the owners of The Groove, Jesse and Michael. You've heard me talking about this shop for weeks and how we are trying to save their shop. They're an independent record shop in East Nashville, The Groove. And I'm, man, they're on the show. They're here. Instead of telling you to go to the source, I'm bringing the source to you. If you haven't listened to previous episodes and you're new to Clockwork Nights or new to The Groove, they potentially, potentially, we're going to keep positive, potentially will have to close their doors by the end of January unless they raise a certain amount of money. So they have started a GoFundMe. They're doing some benefit shows. Uh, and we, we, the community, the record vinyl community and music community, the independent spirit of Nashville is trying to keep this record store alive. And I want you all to hear their story. And I want you all to hear the hearts, the people behind the groove, Jesse and Michael. <laughs> I'm not even doing a intro commercial thing this week because I just want to get to it. We're going to keep it short and sweet like my mother. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, all joke, no dad. <laughs> How are you doing? Hope you're doing all right. Hope you are hanging in there with the holiday season, whether you want it to happen or not. It's here. And I just want to take a moment and say, take care of yourself. We talk about this almost every week, and it is important that you take care of you. Don't worry about the expectations of that friend or the boss, the family member, whoever's in your life that you feel like might be pressuring you a little bit too much or causing the air in your chest to tighten up. Just take a moment to do some box breathing. Go find a funny video. Go get that glass of water and take care of yourself. You can always write to me at clockworknightspodcast at gmail.com. Be more than happy to correspond with you. And, you know, we've said this before. This is kind of a one-way conversation with me talking to you. And when you write in, it makes it a two-way conversation. So there is that. And to those who have written in and uh, checked in with me, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate that. This week, I'm you know, there's still a hundred-foot-tall dead pine tree in our backyard, but it is what it is, man. Life is moving on. It's moving on. And before you know it, we will have 2022, which is pretty exciting. I'm trying to think if uh, anything new has happened. I haven't been cooking a lot with the Instant Pot over the last couple of weeks. What I have been doing is cooking with my cast iron skillets, whether I'm doing breakfast or I don't know, whatever. Just, you know, you can do a really good stuffing or dressing in a cast iron. You can bake it in there. This isn't an advertisement. Just just talking. Talking shop. <laughs> but yeah, things are good. Things are right. About to leave town. The butt crack of dawn tomorrow <laughs> to go spend time with family. And I am looking forward to it. So if you see 
a post of me on Christmas Day smoking a Cubano on the beach at the playa, then you know I made it. <laughs> All right. We're, we're not going to waste any time. I'm feeling goofy. I'm hyper today. I've drank my coffee. <laughs> I'm crazy, right? You know that. I know that. <laughs> but happy holidays to you. I hope it's a good one. I hope you are able to survive it. Whether you're going to enjoy it to the nth degree or whether you need to pull back this year. Again, take care of yourself. We'll check in. We'll check in. We'll do that. We can do that. All right. My guests today, as I previously stated, are the owners of The Groove in East Nashville. I had a lovely conversation. This took place in their shop. Jesse and Michael were kind enough to host me after hours and let me just dive in, ask some questions, get to know them. We've hardly talked outside of uh, messages on the Instagram. And this was a great hang. I'm so glad I did it. I'm so glad that they own this shop and that they are looking to continue owning this shop. It's amazing. I love it. Can't speak highly enough of it. Go check out the GoFundMe. You can search The Groove Nashville or go to thegroovenashville.com. As previously stated, all orders over $50 get free shipping. That's a good deal. I don't know if you've ordered vinyl recently, but it, it just takes a couple pieces to get up to that amount sometimes. So, And it's free. Free shipping. What the hell? All right. We're, we're getting to it. Without further ado, please welcome to the show, Jesse and Michael of The Groove. having me in your shop. Yeah, <laughs> thank course. you. Yeah. Uh, is this the first podcast that you guys no, have this done together? No, this is the second one. We did Michael Eads one couple weeks ago. Okay. If you're familiar with Michael. No, I'm not. We, we own this town podcast. We've known Michael for a few years. He also owns YK Records in okay. town. So. Awesome. That was the first though. And four, we've owned the shop a little over four years and that was the first podcast we have ever been invited to well, be on. We never have any time to do anything either. Love that. Sure. When you run a shop and it's just the two of you. Yeah. There's not much time for anything else. So I've heard. <laughs> yeah. I just had Zach and Allie from Grill Biscuits on the show. Oh, and yeah. that was one of my first questions was just like, how busy does this shop keep you? <laughs> and I'm assuming since you guys have extended your hours that this is keeping you mm. rather busy yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. It was hard uh, to add an extra day. We enjoyed having our two days off, mm -hmm. but holiday season—you do what you, you do what you have to do. Yeah, I think it was back in the summer. I remember one of you posted on social media that you all were taking a break from social mm. media. Yes, and I have to first of all say, like, I was as human to human. I'm very proud of you all for posting that. <laughs> <laughs> it meant a lot to me. That's something that I teeter with, try to yeah. make sure I keep in balance in my life that I'm not overly doing it. And to see a shop be open about like, hey, like we need to take time off from that to take care of ourselves yeah. <laughs> and our mental health. Like that was very encouraging to see. I think it's so, really, it's easier for 
person to do it. It's hard, much harder for a business or organization, podcast, just because that's how everyone gets their name out there and their business and their product. Mm -hmm. But we had, I don't know, I just feel like we've been fighting for things in the last four and a half years and just stuff came to a head in that month. And we're like, we just need to decompress, get off of here mm. and uh, regroup ourselves and not listen to that chatter and deal with, uh, lack of a better word, craps. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can curse on Good. here. Okay. <laughs> we like to curse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, how did it come to be? Like this shop was owned by someone else beforehand and then yep. you guys decided to carry the torch. I'm going to let him roll with that question. I worked corporate job like most people. I worked over at Opryland and it had just gotten, I don't know, I'm a creative person. So being stuck at a desk or doing the stuff I was doing just was <laughs> soul killing really. Mm. Um, so I just, we had started talking. I was like, it'd be cool if we could be our own boss, if we could find a business. And I actually looked around, like there was things you could do, like you could buy a sandwich shop or things like that. There were listings and I was like, I feel like even that would have been better just because we would have been in charge of everything. And so we had kind of looked around, but then my passion has always been music. My entire life has been singing and piano and I went to school for audio engineering. Oh wow. Um, so music has always been a huge part of, I mean, it basically is me, I guess. I've never, if I didn't have music, I would be something else, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I actually stumbled upon this listing and thought it was fake for a record shop for sale in East Nashville. But I reached out and they emailed back and it was like a real thing. Mm -hmm. And so um, Michael and I kind of, we came over here and talked to the the previous owners and kind of looked around and stuff. And then I went through the process of uh, applying for a small business loan, which is a fun process. If no one's ever done that, it's great. I can only imagine. <laughs> Especially if you go through the SBA, that's just a lot. Yeah. It's there for people, but it's it's hoops, definitely hoops. Okay. Um, but yeah, I went through all that and wrote up a business plan, did all the, the financing and the, the bank stuff, and we managed to, to actually get it to go through. Took us six months. <laughs> six Start months? to finish, yeah. Wow. Probably close, yeah. What is it? What does that look like? Is Is there anything that you could tell some other entrepreneur, like share with them, like a piece of advice? I mean, I try not to get jaded, which is hard. Hmm. Um, being a true like indie small business, you you really are kind of fighting against everything, especially in a growing town like this. Mm -hmm. But I would say um, there's there are people out there who want to help um, help you get started. Or um, my the biggest thing I think is just having a good idea, believing in that idea, like having it be your passion because it's going to have to be your passion because it's going to be absolutely everything in your life for a while. Especially if you're starting a new business, you have to give it your all because you have to get at least two years out before you can like mm -hmm. hopefully say, hey, the, this business is is surviving. Yeah. Um, but then the, I think the biggest thing is just to make sure that you know your expenses and you you really know like how much money you need because if you go into it with too too little it's gonna be 
super stressful and just not fun right from the get-go. Yeah. And it's already not going to be fun for certain aspects. Owning your own business is great, but you don't want to have the added stress of being like, you know, are am I going to be able to even make it through, you know, this or that? So, yeah. But there are people out there who will help you with that too. Okay. For sure. You just have to find them. As far as like people who can help with financial Financing guidance. And things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I think there's kind of two parts to like Nashville indie or small business. There is a lot of like indie business, but there's also a lot of people who own multiple things in the city. Mm. And that's different from having one shop that is your sole income. Yeah. Like this, this is it for us. It's records. We don't have, there's, there's nothing else. Like our money is, that's, it's coming from record sales. Yeah. We didn't, there's no other uh, revenue source as opposed to like, if we had another business, some other, I don't know, just some other business, you can kind of like have one kind of support the other. Mm -hmm. Like if this was just our passion project and we had some successful restaurant or something like that, you can kind of. Sure. You know, funnel stuff over and, Bounce back and, and have your passion project and have your money maker. But yeah, we are <laughs> trying to make our passion project our money maker as well. Yeah. And that can be tough at times. Yeah. And I can only imagine as well with like you're selling primarily vinyl. <laughs> yeah. The vinyl industry, even like coming into the store on Sunday, you hear Michael, you know, get a phone call. Someone's probably asking you, like, when do you think this thing's going to be in? And you have to remind him, like, hey, like, Vinyl as a whole yeah. <laughs> is pushed back. It's on hold. Yeah. How is it walking that line, specifically selling vinyl? Like, have you, do you feel like you've gotten into, oh man, you've gotten into a groove of, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> do you feel like you've gotten into some kind of groove or flow with learning how to sell vinyl? Well, right now we're kind of at the mercy of when they can actually get it to us. Okay. Um, just with the backlog of everything, I mean, e everything's on back order. Mm. I would love to be able to, when people call or come into the store and say, do you have this? I'd love to be able to say, yeah. Or if we don't have it, we can have it here within like a week or less. But unfortunately right now, it's pretty pretty crazy with the, the backlog of vinyl pressing, not to mention supply chain issues and everything else that has like, kicked our ass the past two years. Yeah. So it's actually right now is starting to come to a head more, I feel. Like we're really starting to feel it now more than we did when we were actually in the pandemic, like in the heart of it. Hmm. Yeah, it's, we've been seeing it all year, but I think probably is because of Christmas. So many people are out Christmas shopping. That too, yeah. Yeah. Um, doesn't help it. And it's not just vinyl, it's record turntables. Specifically sure. Audio-Technica. They're made over in Europe. Yeah. And it's hard to get turntables right now and everyone wants turntables to give us Christmas presents and we can't even get those in. Wow. Well, it's not, I mean, it's not just vinyl. It's literally every store you go into, I'm sure. Yeah. You you know that everywhere you go, you're like, yeah, I mean, they don't have it or they have a very limited supply or so, yeah, it kind of sucks right and now we see in that respect. Hardcore allocations, like you'll do your pre-orders for a title that's coming out and you order 20 and then you find out you're only getting six. So that doesn't oh, help wow. things either. Yeah. And then, they're like, well, we won't have any more in stock till eight months from now. And by then, sometimes people forget about that yeah. record. Yeah. Well, I think part of the problem for us, too, is that we take it super personal. Like if... <laughs> that is something we do. If we have ordered <laughs> if we have ordered 20 and we get allocated, yes, I understand the reasons why. 
But at the same time, I'm super pissed off because I wanted that for my customer. Like we know the people who want, you know, stuff and I hate telling them no because we we got allocated or we only got six or we only got three. And Hmm. I, we hate. Yeah, that's the big thing. We hate it for our customers. We don't like to disappoint customers. We have, I can't think of anything on top of my head, but we have done some crazy things to uh, help out our customers. Like things I'm like, why are we even doing this? It's because we love our customers. Yeah. It's, I, it's, I, I do feel like we probably give, can you give too much good customer service? I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't think so. See, sometimes I feel like I should have been running a shop in the fifties when it was like your door was always open and people came in and you knew everyone's name, which we, I mean, we do a lot of, I know a lot of our customers' names and I mean, they walk in the door, it's a smile and a, hello, and how are you doing? And, oh, I have this for you behind the counter and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and you just don't really get that anymore from any, you know, from many stores. I mean, especially the drive through I'm sure you've been through the drive through It's kind I, of awful. Yeah. Or just any big box store or customer service has definitely been something that has kind of gone the way of the dinosaur. Yeah, I used to serve tables. And sling coffee. So, you know, I've <laughs> been on that side of the counter before. Mm-hmm. And um, that is something I appreciate no matter whether I'm ordering food somewhere or coming into a shop like this. Like when you're greeted, when you're acknowledged, when you have eye contact, yeah. when, <laughs> when someone says, I'm so sorry, you know, yeah. as opposed to, I don't know, like all of those things help you, I don't know, kind of feel like a hugged. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and those people, those customers are keeping you afloat, keeping your business alive, why wouldn't you treat them nicely? Yeah. I don't get that. Even if we are employees, you're getting a paycheck from that. Yeah. I don't, I guess that's, we both have retail backgrounds. So I think that's, we see both sides of it. We also have, I mean, we also have that in us, like a work ethic and the want to give good customer service, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which I'm not saying other people don't. I know other, like jobs suck. I know, but it's just not in me or Michael to give, not give somebody our all, you know? So that's what we hope when people walk in the door, which we've said many times, we we still get people who walk in the door and you can tell they're like frightened just to come in here. Because they've had a bad experience at another record store or retail establishment. And I feel bad. Like I want to rush over there and hug them and say, it's okay. You can come in. Like (laughs) you don't have to be scared. But judge you. Yeah. um, Yeah. We just, that's why, why we say hello to everybody and make sure that they know they can look around and buy whatever they want without (laughs) somebody judging, judging whatever. So, well, I'll just go ahead and say like, I've had a lot of great feedback from my friends about, Specifically, you two, oh. and how you guys have interacted <laughs> with them when they've come in. Um, I'm buddies with a guy named Colin. Callahan mm. comes in. Oh yeah, yeah. tattoos. <laughs> works at the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> my buddy Billy comes in, and we were just talking about this on Sunday. We went to the East Side Bowl oh, for their flea the, market, the punk yeah. rock. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the punk rock market. Yeah, that's what I was doing before I, I stepped in on, on oh, Sunday. Very nice. And sitting in, and we were having a drink, and he was like, you know. The Groove is my favorite spot because they always have like the cool stuff. They always oh. <laughs> have like the weird niche thing that I'm looking for. And he like listed off other record shops. He's like, nothing against everyone else in town. But like, if I'm really looking to dig and find the thing that I know I want to walk out with, yeah, I'm going to go to The Groove. But yeah, like going full circle back to what I was saying earlier about 
your social media post. And like, I, I've just to be personal with you guys, like kind of followed you at a distance. I okay. think I discovered you during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people did. I do feel like our Instagram stuff. I I don't know why it started to blow up during that, but it it did. Well, yeah. Obviously, the algorithm sucks. Yes. For small <laughs> businesses, well, sure. But I do think because more people were on their phone and were able to scroll farther, yeah, they probably started actually seeing us because I we know that we're not at the top of anyone's feed. Like it's just it's not possible to. For, it's not possible for us to manipulate the algorithm. Yeah. I'm sure there's ways to do it and I'm sure corporations get around it. But for us, it really sucks because we can see that that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that's probably what happened was just more people on their device and... Had time on their hands. Yep. Yeah. Which, yeah, it was a good thing. Sure. For sure. Yeah. And and for me, like having that time on my hands and, and discovering you somehow during that, uh, the pandemic, I, I have a funky work schedule and it changes every six months. And mm. my work schedule for the longest time has been Mondays and Tuesdays off. And I want to say that like, whenever I had time, you guys were close. Yeah. And I could <laughs> in, which good for you guys having days off when you can. I'm fully supportive of that. I have friends who run their own shops, various parts of the country. So like some of the things you're saying I've heard before, can't personally relate yeah. <laughs> completely, but I understand it to some degree through my friends. So yeah, I had somehow the two things, the two first memories I have of the social media posts that I was seeing from the groove would be supporting the pride community and that mental health post. Okay. Then from there got to come in for the first time this summer. And my wife and I were, I don't know if it was a record store day weekend if there had been a previous one, but we were just kind of on the hunt for a couple things. Yeah. She was wearing a Metallica shirt. We found a random Metallica thing. She's not the <laughs> biggest Metallica nerd, but like we've seen them and, you yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. but like she was like, this looks cool. And she went up and bought it. And one of you were like, oh, you must really be a Metallica fan because you're buying the record and you have the shirt. Here, I'm going to get you a couple things. And I remember I remember that now, now that you're talking about that. Yes. You gave her the slip mat <laughs> yeah. and the, the sticker. And like, she legit, you know, was like beaming for the rest of the day. <laughs> and it's just little things like that where it's like, maybe I haven't been the longest running fan. <laughs> but those few experiences are, for me, they're just kind of the, the wind in your sails, especially during the times that we're living in right now, you know, this, this year has been hard as fuck too. Like it's not been an easy year. Like we thought we were going to get out of certain things every (laughs) three, six months. It's like, no, we'll just get through it. Here we are like going on two years. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) So like those little things that you guys are doing mean a lot to us. Like we, we also went to uh, the Halloween thing that you did in the backyard. So the, oh, Spooky Ghoul Fest or Friday yes. Fridays? Uh, the the, spooky the Saturday one with the uh, drinks. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then mowing the drinks to, I think, one of your <laughs> names. <laughs> uh, it was the other yeah. Michael. Okay, yeah. the other Michael. We had a part-timer who went full-time in his other job, but his name's Michael as well. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I did want to ask, like, how did that come to be in the backyard, setting up events like that? Was that something the previous owner did or is that something you uh, all came up with? Record store day... Yes, but all the other events, um, people either ask if they can 
host them or hold them in the backyard. I should say not host, hold in the backyard. And then other events uh, like Friday Night Fridays and Spooky Ghoul Fest is all us. Hmm. Um, Michael, who the other Michael, Michael Firestein, came to us um, with the idea for Spooky Ghoul Fest in 2019. That's when we held the first Spooky Ghoul Fest. Cool. Obviously, we had to skip last year because of COVID. Yeah. Um, and then we came back triumphantly this year. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. And yeah. um, the weather was perfect. Yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. maybe a little re- less rain, but like no, it, it kind of it fit. It was a spooky. Yeah. 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 It was. Yeah. Um, but Friday Night Fridays is prob as our besides Record Store Day is our longest running event. It's just something. One day I was like, I'm gonna. I want to do horror movies in the backyard hmm. in October every Friday for free, and we're going to serve free popcorn, and we're I'm going to find the horror loving weirdos like me and <laughs> find that community. And it's this year. I mean, it was insane how many people were showing up to each Friday night Friday. I think the record prior to this year was we had 45 people show up for Psycho, which I, I'm happy if two people show up. Yeah, really, I am. And then we were hitting over a hundred on each of these movies this year. It was crazy. Yeah. It was... <laughs> I believe it. It made like, me very happy. Every event post that I see the next day, it's just like people <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, and well, we like the backyard too. I mean, that's always been where we wanted to do stuff. We have a stage in here, which is cool for like acoustic things and stuff, but it's not a huge store. We we get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you... I wish I had pictures of the stage that was in the backyard when we took over because it basically was like six pallets tied together with some plywood on top. Yeah, <laughs> so it was, it was, and it, termite ridden. Yeah, it, yeah, there actually were termites in there, so it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't super like set up and ready to go for the stuff. But mm-hmm. right away um, when we took over, like I wanted to do this event in the back in the summer, and I called it Mono Mingler, and we had got like free beer and stuff and it was just hanging out in the back and um in the backyard and um i just weren't allowed to to bring your phone no yeah i just wanted people to come and actually meet someone like in person and actually talk and learn how to communicate again because we get so many people in here who don't know how to communicate in person so but that was right when we took over so we haven't done it since. We'd like to bring mono mingler back yeah in some some aspect because i was doing it in the summer just so Mm -hmm. People could come and hang out in the backyard and drink and talk. And I developed some games. Yeah. Some, some new yard lawn games. Like you invented them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. One involved 45s. Yeah. And you uh, had to toss them onto a, <laughs> toss them onto a, <laughs> to a pole, yeah. a wooden dowel. It was kind of like horseshoe, but much, much harder because I tried to do it. <laughs> it That's was amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, there's just, I mean, the backyard's always been something we wanted to do. We love our backyard. That's like what dif- definitely differentiates us from other record stores. We have this amazing backyard. Mm-hmm. And even during these crazy times, we could still feel safe doing things in the backyard because it's open air. Yeah. And I think that has helped a lot of people because we've, I mean, even record store days, it was crazy how many people were out there mm-hmm. and enjoying the live music. People needed live music. They needed socialization. They needed to see other people. And we were able to provide that, and I think we yeah. did it in a safe, safe way. It took a long time for me to feel comfortable doing things, but once I, you know, was going somewhere else other than the grocery store, <laughs> it's been a journey to learn how to do this again, you know. Oh, yeah. And like that social anxiety really kicked in, like seeing the same four walls. And I was working remote from home, so I didn't have to leave my house. It's been pretty, 
pretty weird to come out of. Oh, we yeah. hear that from a lot of people. We had already been practicing for all that because <laughs> prior to us shutting down for COVID, we were open seven days a week. So we were here seven days a week. We were mm. exhausted. We would always go home. And then he got sick. And um, we um, ended up after we would close, we'd have to go home and do dialysis. He'd have to do dialysis. So okay. we, we didn't go out at all. We were here. Went home into dialysis five days a week. Yeah. And then went to sleep and did it all over again. Wow. I don't know how we did it, but somehow we did. No, and that that has been tough for me too, though, to get used to being um, out in public again. Mm-hmm. So I do like more open air stuff now <laughs> just because I'm such high risk for uh, getting stuff now. But I like people too much and like being here at the store and helping people out too much to stay at home. So. Well, I wouldn't la- I didn't let him come to the store for at least a year because of, well, first, di- first of his chronic kidney disease and then after the transplant. I just didn't want him to well, risk losing the kidneys. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you knew any of that. No, but, no, no. Oh, no. oh. That's, <laughs> do, you, do you want that story? <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm here to, to listen I, to you. You know, you I think this relates back earlier. You asked me about my foot for people listening, I have a chronic case of plantar's fasciitis. And I think the the moral of that story is if you have an issue with your body, don't keep telling yourself it's going to go away because mm. you can make it worse. Yeah. And that's what happened with me. And I feel like that's what happened with Jesse, but to we, a degree, to a not degree, completely, but um, 2018, he just didn't feel good all the time. He was constantly tired. I remember being in the middle of summer and he was freezing. And we just thought it was stress. We thought it was stress from the business. We thought it was sure. maybe money, money, stress, that, you know, all that things. Our life had just changed. We just bought a store. Our uh, tax bracket changed because now we're poor because we own a, a record store. Yeah. Um, and towards the end of 2018, we found out that he was in stage four um, chronic kidney disease. And then mm. by February of 2019, he was in full-blown kidney failure and so he had to it was valentine's day yeah valentine's day he had to get a port a catheter put in his chest to start dialysis immediately and that was our life from february of 2019 till july of 2020 where i donated my kidney to him wow yeah it's a match because i was a match by some (laughs) miracle of miracles he was as good a match as a family member they said so wow Secretly, I knew when we got together. That was that's what it all. That's why that's why I married him. I was like, oh, might need that kidney someday. So that's but. hilarious. Oh man! So yeah. how did uh, how did you guys meet? Are you from Nashville originally? Did you oh, meet here? No. Or no. Elsewhere? No. no. <laughs> I'm I'm originally from Montana. Okay. I was born in Helena, raised in a very small town in the northeast corner called Glasgow, named after Glasgow, Scotland. Oh. Also known as the middle of nowhere, they, the uh, paper out in Washington State did a survey type thing uh-huh. to find literally the middle of nowhere in the United States, and it's my hometown. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm from the middle of nowhere. Are you Scottish? I am not. No. Okay. <laughs> nope. Um, are you Scottish? No. 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 It's, it was one, it was the, it was the train. It was literally train, all the thing, all the towns up on the high line of Montana, they spun a globe basically and. That's what we're going to name this town. Um, wow. So that's where I'm from. I have worn a kilt though, because that, I mean, we're the Glasgow Scotties. So oh, okay. Yeah. They, we definitely leaned into that, that Scottish sure. heritage. So, um, 
And then I, we actually met in Florida, but he's from, you can say where you're Upper from. Michigan. Upper Michigan, yes. Michigan. Not, not the mitten, the upper Michigan. Upper Michigan? Yeah. Okay. Above the bridge. The part attached to Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. Which nobody apparently knows about. I've been to, I spent my <laughs> spring break at my friend's family's cabin in Michigan. Everyone else was going to Florida. <laughs> you were up in Michigan. And we decided to go to Michigan. <laughs> we got snowed in. We watched ah. movies. This was years ago. We watched movies, ate pasta and pizza. And then one day we got to go out and we were staying in, I remember it wasn't Grand Rapids. There was Big Rapids. And I want to say there was even a Little Rapids. And we were somewhere around the two smaller ones. But we got to go out to Big Rapids mm, one day. Yeah. And it was fun. <laughs> got to see the, one of the lakes, the lake, I guess. Or Yeah, really. No there's idea. not many inland there. It's like Lake Michigan, really. Yes. Yeah. Is, is the one, yeah. Yeah, we got to see that. And yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's the only <laughs> Michigan story that I have. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I'm, yeah, way above that. So. Okay. So you're um, like practically Canada? Practically. Well, yeah. So I think yeah, it we was. Both are. Yeah, I think last year there was a Super Bowl commercial. And uh, it showed, I think it was a Jeep commercial, and they showed the the contiguous United States, and they didn't have our part of Michigan on it. And somebody, <laughs> like, tweeted them or something, and um, the person tweeted back and said, uh, this represents the, um, the 48, well, they said 48 contiguous, meaning the ones that are attached, like not islands or Hawaii or Alaska. Okay. And uh, we were like, it Wisconsin. is attached to Wisconsin. Like, we're not just floating out there in Lake Superior. Like, it was just crazy because people don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to no look at knows. a map, though. Yeah. <laughs> is it, and what, what is it like there as far as, like, you said you're from the middle of nowhere in Glasgow. Like, <laughs> Mine's not too bad. Ours is similar. Cold. Mine's not too bad, yeah. In the yeah. winter, snowy. Like the snow we get here yeah. is nothing. Oh, it's it's nothing. not snow. Yeah, yeah I, I'm from Indiana, and oh, even the two hours yeah. difference. Yeah, you, you I, know. I'm used to ice. Yeah, and like every winter, it shits ice. You know, yeah. like the sleet. Mm -hmm. Um, so the little snow that we got back in February, I was like, okay, this is nice, and it's gonna be gone. But I can't tell you how many times in the last twelve years coming down to Nashville, and then now living in Nashville, I've left Indiana, go through Kentucky, and then you just get rain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it's, <laughs> it's weird, like, isn't it? Yeah, no there's nothing. Knows. There's nothing like a cold rain, oh, cold Nashville rain. Yeah. Thirty nine <laughs> degrees and raining. What could yeah, be better? It. <laughs> it's like the Seattle of the South. Yeah, that's yeah. why I tell everyone's like <laughs> pretty that much. Is, that is a good it way is. To it yeah. just rains all the time. Yeah. No, they just my uh, dad just got a foot of snow this past weekend. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and so they get we get the white Christmas and we wouldn't up shut there. down. I mean, you wouldn't shut down for anything. No. You'd get six feet of snow and you're still going to school. It <laughs> didn't bother us. Yeah. Same in Montana? Oh, yeah. You guys have snow there as, as oh. well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Lots of snow. Yeah? Lots of snow. Um, I don't remember. How much snow did they get last year? Not in one day, but at like 96, 98 inches yeah, overall. Like I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And so you guys pieced out of your hometown at some point young, older? No, I was 18 when I moved out. So I think I was 19. No, yeah, I, college, but then I was right. 21 when I met him because we met, actually met Walt Disney World. I was doing internship at Walt Disney World. He probably doesn't like people knowing this, but he was working at Walt Disney World as face characters. Just characters, we don't have to say the other. Prince Eric, Prince Charming, Snow Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I and, had friends who, who also worked at Walt Disney on and off, I guess during the summers or 
Okay. I think they call it, what are they, seasonal? Well, they're seasonal employees and then I was the a college CP, program. I was a CP college program is what we were called. I'll have to double check, but my friend Nick, Nick Brown, who lives in Indianapolis now, I think worked there for like months. The CP, I worked there for eight months. It was an internship. Okay. I think you could do a six month or an eight month. For the kids who wanted to take some time off school. <laughs> <laughs> and then never go back. <laughs> that did happen a lot. It was like yeah. their there was their excuse to their parents. Oh yeah, I got this program. You get really good resume uh-huh. stuff. You can put Disney <laughs> World on there. And then they get there and they're like emptying trash and shit. <laughs> yeah, I worked out. But hey, suits. you can still put Disney World on your resume. <laughs> yeah. So Hey, um, we got into the parks for free. Yeah. And I heard that you end every night with like a fireworks show. Oh, if I, worked at Kingdom, Kingdom, yeah. I worked at Epcot. I worked at Epcot. So I yeah, every night was mm-hmm. fireworks. Illuminations was that fireworks show. It was our favorite fireworks show. I've yeah. never been. That's the oh, one. Never been. No, like yeah, Walt Disney once World. I was it's born, amazing. I'm the third child, and when I was born, like that got cut out they the budget. Were like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because people do just call it Disney World, but it's actually it was so ingrained in my brain. It's Walt Disney mm-hmm. World. When he died, they changed the name, so it's Walt Disney World. It's not just Disney World. Yeah. Okay. And so everyone, every time like Disney World, I'm like, it's Walt Disney World. Mm. Yeah. That's the one corporate yeah. job I think I would actually go back to for a little bit. Like maybe they did great customer maybe service training. Maybe that's, that's why probably we have partly great why we have service. it too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the but, customer service training they gave you was very intense. It was days worth. Yeah. And so you guys met. We met there. there. We met at a, a nightclub. We met at a nightclub. There. It's not there anymore. But Disney for all those kids listening, a nightclub is where they played <laughs> music and served drinks. Yes. <laughs> and you could was... dance IRL. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, um, Disney had it's well. Uh, downtown Disney is still there, but in the middle, sandwiched in the middle of downtown Disney, was a place called Pleasure Island, hmm. and they had a bunch of nightclubs there. And one was the the unofficial gay club called Mannequins. They had a revolving dance floor, and that's where we met. Shockingly, no mannequins in there, though. Yeah, <laughs> no. But it was fun watching drunk gay people try and get, get on, on and off, off a, a dance floor. The rotating so dance fun. floor. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good time. And it, I feel like it sped up as the night went on. Oh, I'm sure it did. <laughs> so, <laughs> towards the end, people, you'd see them getting off and they'd like run and they'd be running through the crowd as they sure. got catapulted off. That. It was a good time. That was good. If I've had a few drinks, everything is faster than me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah. that's where we met. And that was 2004. So, we've been together 17 years. Wow. Married. Six, seven, seven. 17 years, basically. <laughs> Six years, I think. It will be seven in, in February. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. It's right around the corner. Yep. It is. Congratulations. 17 I'll years. I'll be the first to say crazy. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's hard to believe it's been 17 years, but. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not even 40 yet. So, How important is it for members of the Pride community to own a business like this? Oh. Um, like a record store or just businesses just in general? Business Small in shop general. or business I think in it's general. super important. Yeah. Um, because when we hang a pride flag or we do a pride post, it I feel like it means something. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of people this past year who would comment on the fact that corporations jump on it. You know, they'll change their logo in June to the the rainbow flag and sure. stuff like that um, or the rainbow colors, but there's... And then July 1st, it's back. Right. There's nothing... It's a normal logo. There's just nothing behind that. They're looking for money. Yeah. They're looking for something that's going to benefit them. I just feel like... I don't have a problem with businesses saying they support LGBTQ. I mean, obviously, that's very important as well. It just... It means something else when it is an actual 
queer-owned store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with that. It's, it's. I'm trying to think how to word this, but like goes back to those businesses that change their logo to rainbow colors and then drop all this pride merch. Yeah. Are you donating any of that to LGBTQ plus organizations? Um, do you have any of those people in upper employment mm. levels and that kind of stuff? Sure. And I think a lot of it is just about money and show and and all that. And it's more important when you can actually spend, what do they call it? The pink dollar. I don't know yeah. if that's real, a real thing, but I don't know if you've heard that, but they no, call that's new to me. like that? the gay gay money. They call it the pink dollar. Oh. I just say, we, we spend dollars the same as you. Yes. We don't need to call it something else. Yeah. <laughs> but it is more important when um, that money is spent at an actual queer-owned organization mm-hmm. during all all day all days of the year, but specifically in June when it's Pride. I'm just curious, what would that have meant for you growing up as a gay kid? Like, did you see a lot of gay-owned businesses or stores? Not, not where I definitely from. not in the yeah. towns that we grew up in. No, and I spent a lot of pretty much the entire time growing up and through high school, kind of not admitting to myself that I actually was, hmm. um, just because I mean. That's how it was back then. And I think that stuff definitely sticks with you because I think about, we have a lot of gay clientele here, yeah. a, a lot, which I love, but they're definitely younger. Quite a few are younger than us and you see them comfortable, come in, hold hands, kiss, hug. We wouldn't hold hands in public because that's, it It was more of a, a survival instinct. And even to this day, mm. it makes me nervous doing, the, showing Things well, of affection. Today it's because he's gross. <laughs> Ew. I don't want to hold his yes. hand. <laughs> but it definitely, I mean, it's a completely different, I'm not, I mean, I'm only 38, but it's changed in that regard that I love that people are much more comfortable doing it because mm-hmm. you just have things happen to you that you're like, oh, I can't do that in public. Mm-hmm. Well, it has changed, but at the same time, I feel like uh, it hasn't changed as much as we think it has only because everything comes back to the evil internet. Mm. You know, where social media posts and everything are so like surface. People can post anything and not have a bit of heart or anything behind it. You know, we can easily post something about any given topic, making it look like we care or, you know, that we want to, I don't know, that we're involved in that or something. But I think a lot of that is now, it's all like optics, which is another reason we <laughs> wanted, to, wanted to take a break from social media. But sadly, it is like a, a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like there's a lot of that as well, where it is more optics for, for people and for companies. And that part sucks too. Yeah. I think, and back to your your actual question, since we keep meandering around no no things. no I love it it, it would have it would have been very nice and very important um, yeah I think growing up all we had on TV was Will and Grace that I can remember mm-hmm. um, yeah I remember that is a good show yeah I, we, <laughs> I was just watching it a few weeks ago yeah I love it it's hilarious I oh, now yeah. get some of the references just like <laughs> <laughs> just being older <laughs> yeah yeah I had a couple friends come out during high school. And I just kind of think back to growing up in middle America and even being here in the South. Um, I now have, I now have, I think a couple of family members as well that are, you know, trying to figure out how to go about telling people 
expressing themselves with, you know, just being themselves. Yeah. And I, I always go back to kind of 15, 16 years ago growing up, you know, in, like I said, in middle America was just like, man, like that is, that was not easy for my friends. Now it's know? scary. Now it's scary? No, then it was, oh, yeah. then, then well, it was it's scary, yeah. period, coming out. Yeah. I think even for a lot of people nowadays. Okay. But yeah, middle America, small town Montana, small town Michigan. It's not like it's New York City or sure. Portland or anything like that. Mm. Well, even if I had been out when I lived at home, there wasn't anywhere I could go no. to be around other people anyway. So it would have been... This was before apps. <laughs> this was yeah, before. it would have been... Yeah. It probably would have... I don't know. It probably wouldn't have been good for me mentally. I well, you were old. To come out. How old were you when you came out? You were a little bit older. I, 20, maybe. 19, and I think 20. it so hmm. depends on your up, upbringing, especially if you come from a religious family. It's even much harder then to sure. come out, especially if it's a, a church that doesn't like the queer folk. Right. Um, we know a lot of people and other, our family, quotes family or our queer family that have had those experiences mm. and it's hard and it's especially hard for those if they still want to have a spiritual life like they believe in a higher being sure but then they've been told their whole life that they're going to hell or they're abomination thank you for calling into the queer hotline <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the next call <laughs> i know we're really getting we topic. Didn't. <laughs> no no it's yeah. i wasn't expecting to talk about any of this tonight <laughs> it's okay and i you know i want to get to know you guys we do and, and, and we don't usually talk about this stuff well we never wanted it to be our yeah. identifier we think it's the least okay. important or interesting thing about us but at the same time it is us because we are queer and at the same time we're also worried that uh we would have negative consequences i mean as a business too. Yeah. So it's not something that, I don't know, that we necessarily wanted to trump it, uh, but we definitely want like other kids and stuff to know that it's a, They're safe it's, a it's a safe place and that yeah. it is, but um, yeah, it's hard it's, as a business too, so. I'm, I'm just curious and this just randomly popped in my head. So just like being a white person, we, you know, should not, say the n-word like me being a cis straight gender male um what about the q word or certain words queer. or there's certain things i'm not that, like, bothered by queer i no. feel like queer is uh is okay nowadays mm -hmm. it's the lgb2 lgb2 lgb tq tq has so many letters now for me it's just easier to say queer okay. because that's like all encompassing everything yeah. in okay. those letters it is saying Fag or faggot is not okay. I is to me is not okay sure. for a straight person to say. I don't think it's okay for anybody, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't ever use. I said it in this word. context, but it's not like we're going around calling each other that. It's sure. Not. Now it's gonna get out. We're gonna get canceled. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't use that either. I don't think that. I don't know. I don't think it's right for if it is an offensive word. If someone else uses it, I don't see how it's not an offensive word if I use it. Mm -hmm. Like even though. I am queer. Like, I don't like hearing that word, but I think that also is something that I grew up with because every time I did hear it, it was in a, a negative connotation. But I don't like that word. I just, I don't think it's... It's hard for me to say because I also grew up with it as a negative connotation. Oh, for sure. You know? Me too. I don't know how 
I've come to this place where I'm okay with it. Okay. But I am. And I just, I guess with social media. Oh, not, not that word. Okay. Queer. The word queer. Okay. Because it was always a negative word. Yeah. I guess the only time... You have to watch more movies from like the 30s and 40s because they would say it queer all the time weird. and it was... <laughs> really? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm fine with being known as weird or quirky. Yeah. <laughs> The bundle of sticks now. I don't want to be known as that. The bundle of sticks? <laughs> That's what it means in um, Britain, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it doesn't. The, no, the the full word means bundle of sticks, I'm pretty sure. And the shortened version means a cigarette. Oh, you're talking about the F word. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. See, yeah. See okay. we're learning yeah. here. Okay. We're learning. Right, yes. I knew the I knew the, <laughs> the cigarette butt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's the, the community here, like we're in the South. I'm sure you all feel it. Is there a strong pride community here in Nashville? Is is that difficult oh, no, to work through still being in the South? Like you mentioned, things used to be scary, yeah. like kind of scary now. Like, is it scary just being here? I think in Nashville proper, it's easy because it's Nashville in itself is such a liberal, more open-minded city. Yeah, compared to the rest of the state. Yeah. Even like Knoxville and Memphis, it feels yeah. like, we're a little more progressive. Yeah. I think in that regard, it is. I mean, you could see the big changes in pride since we moved here in 2006 to this past year. And I totally lost what I well, was saying. Well, the, the pride celebrations <laughs> never used to be nearly as big or out like in your face type celebrations. Mm-hmm. I don't know like if it's, it's, it's good, but I don't like, I'm not saying it's bad, but that stuff. I just don't know if people, are more accepting or it's just, it's a big thing. So mm-hmm. they're not going to say stuff, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't, it is, it's definitely better. Good. Since we've moved here and we've been here, yeah, 15 years now. Yeah. It's good. So, and I think that's probably general for most places. I mean, 15 years is a long time. We're old. Yeah. <laughs> <And speak for laughs> so, it's, you guys uh, are not old. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely has changed. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I think it's funny since, I moved to Nashville. I have more friends and with different identifiers and, and different backgrounds than I've ever had in my entire life. And to me, it's just so ironic because like we're in the South. Yeah. <laughs> like I, like th- that statue just went down on 65. Man, like no. finally fucking went down. Like I, I'm not very religious, but like <laughs> hallelujah. Like, <laughs> Just, I know, I can't believe like, that monstrosity has had, been up as long as it has, but... Yeah, like, just had a wash of, like, anger, rejoice, like, it, it was just insane. But, yeah, just kind of going back to, like, living here in the South, it, I guess if I had to live anywhere, I would pick Nashville, because it seems to be <laughs> a little more progressive, but, yeah. you know, you still get those things that seep in, and, and um, I think for me, knowing who I am and how I identify it just anytime I hear these stories is just further proof to my heart that like I need to continue helping with the visibility, helping with, you know, how, whatever, yeah. you know, treating people like humans. It does me good to hear the things that you guys are talking and about. And I think that's what is important. I think going back to what Jesse said, doing something on, on social media to me is just surface level. Actually yeah. doing something in real, in the real world means more. Yeah, I think people want credit for things, which people should get credit for things. But I think ultimately, sometimes that's what it all comes down to is they want the attention. Yeah, yeah Instagram just becomes a virtual pat on the back yeah. for people, you know. I think um, the world just needs more love and empathy and humility 
And I think social media lacks a lot of that. I think it also makes it easier for people to be nasty Mm -hmm. and mean and say things you wouldn't say in person. I mean, we had a couple haters when we started the GoFundMe and really, uh, we ignored them, but I really wanted to message them and be like, I'm at, I'm at the store right now. Why don't you come to the store and talk to me and say that to my face? Because you're not going to. Wow. But Man. haters also like when, don't like it when you ignore them either. So yeah, I, we just ignored them. You know, a couple of our friends were like, if you don't have haters, you're not, you're not doing something, something right. So yeah, you know. <laughs> it's just social media it makes it easier for people to be nasty. Sure. I think there's good things about it, but I also think that it's it's an easy way to hide behind, mm-hmm. you know, the screen or yeah. Yeah, it's not like when I was in the grade distance. school, the bully would be, was up there. He was <laughs> yeah. real in your face. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's change directions here for okay. a little bit. <laughs> What's the funniest thing that you can think of that's ever happened while owning a store? Oh my God. We've had so many. I mean, should I say how our day started off here? <laughs> we opened mm-hmm. up, I don't know. Well, you might be able to keep this in. We opened up the store today and Jesse immediately went to the back and I'm going around turning on the lights and I got over to this section, the middle section of the store and I felt that I stepped on something. I'm like, what is that? And it was a dead mouse. And I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Is that how today's going to start? And that's how today started. I stepped on a dead mouse. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We were going to start another Instagram uh, years ago uh, to post things we find in used vinyl oh, that yes. people sell us. Oh, we found um, some interesting things. Okay. <laughs> You'll find, I mean, old letters, things like that, um, holiday letters. <laughs> and then there was <laughs> um, a holiday letter that came, I mean, it was the full holiday letter. And then when you remember you, the holidays letters, right? They came yeah, in Christmas cards, like, this is what my family did yes. the year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, <laughs> so my dad, kind of expounded on that and when we got a VHS camcorder oh you did a he decided to do like you know the year's events you know my sister's games or whatever and then every Christmas you'd have this list of people and he would ask the person from one house to go ahead and forward it on to the next I love that but at the end of every VHS tape there was like this 30 minute like Hope you guys are doing well. And they would say hi to like all the freaking family. Sorry. That's <laughs> nice. I kind of, I remember certain yeah, things like amazing. that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Before the internet existed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. So we we had found a good holiday letter in one and I don't know how it ended. Or, it was from a woman, I feel like. It was a it woman may have been, had and then, written the letter. And then, I don't, but I don't know how it ended, how it got to, so the second page was basically... <laughs> The picture of her boyfriend, of her new boyfriend, her boyfriend, and he was naked, holding his hard penis, yeah, in one hand. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's there's some. I'm trying to find it. We kept it. We yeah. kept. It. I'm like, we have to keep this. Yeah, we because we were we were gonna start a, yeah. <laughs> uh, Instagram and be like the shit you find in used vinyl. Wow, because you know, especially if it's sat, you know, people just they it got stuff downstairs or in a closet and then they take it out they're like oh we can go sell this now or whatever mm-hmm. and they don't go through it mm. like and people that's where people would um stuff stuff. Of stuff we've found sadly we've pictures. never found like a big stack of bills or anything you know <laughs> like <laughs> not yet we'll take one day maybe <laughs> we'll take some hundreds or whatever in a, a sleeve that's fine but yeah instead we get the nudie the nudie the nudie. <laughs> yep yeah oh, and that was old school nudies too it's not yeah, yeah. Ever back in the day, you'd have AOL and it'd be 
<laughs> and then you'd wait for the picture to download like line by line. You're like, come on, come on. You're almost there. <laughs> uh, it was rough. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. I do remember that. Um, <laughs> sorry, mom. <Uh-oh>. Um, <laughs> there's the, this chick was at the punk rock flea market selling ornaments. Do you know who I'm we, talking about? Yes, we went to a Christmas party on Sunday, and they, and they had, had bought a yeah. ornament yeah. for uh, for the white elephant gift. Exchange. And if she's listening, we are disappointed that she decided to include the torso and not the balls. Yeah, mm. it was cut like it was a, cut weird. The, yeah, the balls, but we realized that it was the it stomach. Was the it wasn't the balls. Yeah. yeah, you need to include the balls. Yes. <laughs> That was a big debate. We're like, no, these these aren't the balls. This is this is the stomach. But yes, we are familiar. Yes. We saw one. Yeah, my bu- my buddy Billy. We rounded the corner, and he's like, "Hey, come here, check out this tree." <laughs> and I'm like standing right penises. on top of it, and like yep. I see every all these boobies and tits and dicks just yep. like hitting me all at once, and I just started laughing. <laughs> and she came up to me, and she was just like, "This is mine, by the way." And I was just oh, like, oh, "You did good. Like nice. I like it. Yeah, good job." Did you buy a porn? I did not. No. Mm-hmm. Um. I couldn't stop laughing. And then with her, <laughs> sorry, if you are listening, you know, I, I think you're doing a great job. Um, but we need ornaments yeah. in the yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I mean, there's a tree behind us. We can, no. we, we'd we put could, them on there. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> is there anything now you guys have done a lot of events? Yes. In the backyard, inside, you know, you guys have, like Amanda Shires come in and sign a bunch of CDs and, and vinyl and whatnot. Um, is there anything you're itching to do that you haven't done? We There are two things we I, I know we'd like to do. One record store day, we'd actually like to get permission to shut down Calvin Avenue and do the actual record store day performances in the road. Ooh. Like and, a block party. Yeah. Okay. Like a big old And actually, party. To, to just to go one step further, I'd like to shut down Gallatin. <laughs> I'd like to really create some havoc because <laughs> Gallatin would be closed both ways. I'd like to really just cripple the traffic yeah. for that day. No, I, I, I can I can rephrase the question. If money were no object, <laughs> what's an event you would like to do? Yeah. <laughs> shut down Gallatin Ave. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, I'm, there are a lot of things I would like to, we, I would like to do. We obviously time... Uh, money resources is always there. Um, we talked about having like a silent disco in the backyard. Oh, that would cool. um, because I mean, there's some fun, fun local DJs like uh, Alana Royale. We'd love, you know, she could come and and do. And I don't know. There's a lot of fun, uh, fun things we would like to do, and hopefully we'll get to do. We have uh, lots of ideas. It's just a lot of time not being able to execute them because of time. For the last few years, we've been trying to do something called Carols on Calvin. Yeah. And last year we had to adjust it because of COVID. This year we could we had a, we had plans all in place to do it, and mm-hmm. then we had to scrape it because of all the other stuff we were dealing with with the, sure. trying to purchase the building. Um, but basically, it was Jesse's idea of of just trying to spread a little cheer and ha- have some people come and perform on the steps and good old-fashioned caroling and just everyone singing some good Christmas songs. We'll just have, you know, the neighbors, the neighborhood come over and they could stand out in the front and we could all sing along. And it, Because last year I wanted to do it because we couldn't all be in the, an enclosed space. So I was like, hey, we yeah. can all hang out in the front yard and sing carols. Why not? We all need some Christmas, mm-hmm. some Christmas cheer. Yeah, last year it was pivoted to just having a couple. It was uh, Creature Comfort and um, Catalina came and they actually just sang 
on the porch. And then uh, a good partner and friends of ours, Jason and Chelsea, who own Music Neighbors, which if you're not familiar with Music Neighbors, they'd be a good good one for you to okay. interview. Cool. Mm-hmm. They're a nonprofit that do a lot of great stuff for the indie music scene here in town, specifically for people that probably can't afford yeah. things when they don't have a label behind them. But they're the ones that filmed all that. And um, it was great how it turned out, but it's not like the ambition, the vision that we had for it. And this year it was supposed to include a German, like a German style market with vendors. But oh, wow. we had to scrape the whole thing. And also, if I had money, I would get a snow machine. Yep, that's how he's always wanted to do a snow machine. I've talked about it for three years now, but you can't ever count on the weather to be cold enough at the right time here. Right. So trying to think what else. Because, you know, Christmas will probably be 70. (laughs) Knowing Mm. our luck. (laughs) Hopefully we won't have a bomb this year, but... Yeah. 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 Were you guys in town for that? We didn't feel it, though. We live out in Madison. Surprisingly, we didn't feel it. No, really? we just, uh, we were on AT&T for so we didn't our have, internet and our phone. So we had no way of contacting We actually anybody. came over here because we had uh, we have Google. Different internet, yeah. Google yeah. and Vonage. So we were able to call our family and just say, hey, Merry Christmas. We're going, we don't have phone. Yeah. It was actually kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, not nice the bomb went off, but nice right. that we didn't have phones. So people, we didn't have to call people. We were obligated to call people. So yeah. we just watched movies we all Just day. relax. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have internet. But yeah, that was uh, shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was living in Woodbine at the time and uh-huh. was half awake when it went off. So you felt it and heard felt, it? Yeah, like I felt it in my chest, like the yeah. shockwave. We we were, I think, within four miles of downtown. Yeah, it was so, crazy. Poor Petula Clark, that, that he chose that song. I, did you? Did, That's right. Downtown. It was fitting. I, I mean, it was fitting. That. He definitely was like 90-year-old Petula Clark. Yeah. And they used that song. Then she felt like she had to do an apology. I'm like, you didn't do anything wrong. No, but, I don't know. but still, I guess today, you never know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he probably don't want to be associated <laughs> yeah. with Oh, definitely anything, not. So yeah. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I hated that. I hate, I'm, was, I don't think anyone was killed though, were they? Besides, I don't, the guy. So. Yeah. That no, blew it everyone, up. Thank everyone's God. okay. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. The, I get the police footage. I ended up watching that a few days later and they were able to get out all the homeless people in that block. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. crazy to think that no bombs this year, please. I'll take snow. I'll take a, a foot of snow. I would love that. Absolutely. No bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to things. I hope Michael Firestein doesn't kill me for this because if things work out the way they do, we would love to kick off Spooky Ghoul Fest next year with a 5K, like a Monster Mash 5K where people dress up. And cool. costume. That that'd be something that'd be fun to do. Who doesn't want to do a five K dressed as Frankenstein? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He gave away all of his secrets. Yeah. All of his new ideas. Our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been telling people in the intros of the podcast to check out the GoFundMe, to even Thank go you. to the GrooveNashville.com. I've been mentioning the free shipping over fifty dollars in um, today's episode that came out um, with Brad Blazik, you know, was talking about the show this Saturday, as well as the one on January 13th that yep. exit in. Um, there any other shows you and I had talked about potentially one? There's being supposed announced? to be one, and I still haven't gotten confirmation, but it's on the books supposedly January fifth uh, at the East Room that okay. our friend Charlie Murphy is putting together. He was a local comedian. He since followed a girl down to 
we'll tell his life story. I'm going to. Where did he <laughs> find Down to South America, but he's coming back for oh nice for Christmas, and he saw all, all the Maybe, stuff. Was it Venezuela? Ven- it might have been Venezuela. Really? I think and it he might come been. back and forth. Yeah. I, well, been, he he's been down there a little bit now. Yeah. Mm. Once COVID happened last year, he was like, "I'm going to go follow her." Yeah, because wow. we used to do uh, comedy nights here on Thursday. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have a friend who's in comedy here, uh, Micah Dean Johnson. He did the VHS nights out of his garage for a while in Woodbine. He now, he's doing comedy, but he's also starting a business, Spooky Suitcases, I think is what it's oh, called. Oh, nice. So, yeah, what he's fun. trying to do is create a map of all of the spooky places in America. Oh, I love that. That way you can go like to those places. And I mean, he's just got like all of these ideas. But he's like, we just need a map of all the spooky places. So he's trying to do all this research and travel and like- I'm all about some spooky stuff. So yeah, I love that idea. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I'll I'll (laughs) make sure to tell him later like that you're into that. I'm sure (laughs) he'll pop in. Yeah, he's he's a beautiful human. How did I get onto that? (laughs) Um, Cool, The, the show. And then anything else that people need to know or that I can help encourage? No, I mean, people need to know that we're not, I mean- the GoFundMe is part of what we're working on. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not hoping. Yeah, I would love if some random person just dropped five hundred thousand dollars in there. Sure, but we're not. Um, like we're not just expecting people to buy us a building. We're working on other funding and different options. Like it's part of a bigger plan. Um, so yeah, we're working multiple different avenues and options just so people know we're not just sitting here hoping that money comes in yes it's it's very overwhelming though as well just (laughs) fyi very sure because we're on top of that we're having to run our business as well during the busiest time of the year and it's just a lot to navigate um yep yep yeah (laughs) it's a lot i i can't imagine my initial thing when everyone was saying go you know, start a GoFundMe was we, I, we both hate taking things from people. Like, this was hard for us to do. We're private people. Yes. And, I don't mm-hmm. want to put myself out there. I don't want to ask people for help. Like we just do it on our own and that's who we are. So then, yeah, for the GoFundMe, I was like, well, you know, if we put this in here and say, you know, if you, if you give this or whatever, and then in 10, 15, 20 years we sell, we'll give you stuff back. Like we're not just, we're not asking you to just give us money and buy us a building. Like, yeah, it's not about that. We just want to stay here and be a place where people can come and, and look through music and have a good time. Yeah. It was hard. It still is hard to, to ask people for, and it makes both of us lack of a better word, it cringy, uncomfortable talking about that kind of stuff and asking so many of our friends have just volunteered so much of their time and putting events together and even donating. And it just, I love them for it. But at the same time, it just makes me, I don't know what the word is, but I'm like, I don't want, I'm glad my friends did it. But at the same time, I feel bad that they did it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because my friends shouldn't have to do that. But they did it because they are our friends and they love us. Yeah. Well, it speaks to people because... Generally, what you see is people who can't afford to give are the, are the ones, ones who give, and sure. those who can generally don't. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not calling people out. It's just that's generally how it goes. I guess if you 
<laughs> have money and you hold on to it and you don't ever give it away. That's how you keep keep all your money. Sure. So, and I don't have anything against those people either, but it just kind of speaks to, I guess, the people that we've associated ourselves with. At least we take care of each other. Yeah. And it helps us realize that we've found true, like good people and friends. Yeah. So, Regardless of what happens with the shop. Yeah. Those oh, yeah. relationships we've made are going to friends. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's Definitely. great. And yeah, they'll all get hand jobs or something out of it, you know. <laughs> Lots of money has been exchanged. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> we um I'm going to I'm going to jump on that. There is a series of testimonial videos that will be coming out soon. Music Neighbors who I talked about earlier had yeah. come to us with an idea. I'm going to backtrack for a second. We didn't tell too long. <laughs> too long comes. Stop it. He always does that. Me. Be too nice. long. Um <laughs> We found out towards the end of October and we didn't want to tell anyone that we got the news that our landlord had passed away. I also want to say this. I'm I'm jump around, sorry. We don't this we don't feel badly about our landlord or anything like this because we knew that this was potentially coming at some point that she was older and when she passed away, her family had to sell the property because that's what was dictated in her will. Yeah, it's mm. not that's the it's not the typical true story that's story. happening out there all the time where someone just says, I'm going to sell the building because I want to make a bunch of money and you have to get the hell out. Okay. So at least in that respect, it's a little better for us because we had the first right of refusal. We were just hoping it would be a few years from now, maybe yeah. when we had our small business <laughs> loan paid off. Sure. Type that. But so we have no ill will towards our landlord's family or anything like that. She, they're just doing what was dictated in her will. I'm also sorry that they lost their mother. But that's, too, is why we've kind of made this. We've been trying to make it a bigger conversation about what is happening in Nashville. Mm. Not just us, to everybody. Like, there's a lot of small business out there where Nashville has become um, much too expensive. And it's just, like, we will be left literally with a city built by corporations. Yeah. And it will be a, a bland, be lifeless, um, just not a very creative place. Like No. And who wants that? I don't. No. No. Yeah. We all came to Nashville for a specific reason, and then all that's being blown up and tore down. And bulldozed. And, and bulldozed. Yeah. Um, and I think, if anything, even if we aren't successful in buying the building or a moving or anything, we hope that at least that conversation continues and people yeah. that are in power listen and be like we need to actually do something no. not just talk about it as well but yeah, actually there's do been a, something there's been a lot of lip service on this topic as well like this hasn't this has been going on for years sure and there is a lot of lip service but there's no action from people who can actually do like i can't do anything i can't make laws or i can't say hey let's make sure this amount of small business gets you know so we need more than lip service yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask, and I forgot to ask earlier, like, why did you guys move to Nashville 15 years ago? <laughs> it was all him. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I had my degree in audio engineering. Oh, okay. So I wanted to get, I wanted to try and get into that, but I didn't really know. And I was in love, so I followed him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know that the only, the way to get into stuff here is like by knowing people. Yeah. Uh, which is fine as well, but I... As far as networking and selling myself, that's like we've just talked about. That's not who I am. Sure. Like I would like my work to speak for who I am. I don't want to go in and say, hey, this is why you should hire me. And yeah. I would just like to 
someone say, hey, that's a damn good job and that's mm-hmm. why you should work, you know, for me or work here. So Yeah. Were you doing live work, studio work? Um, well, my degree was in both, more studio. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and I did intern at like Blackbird Studios and stuff when I first got here. Oh, wow. But then I ended up out at Opera Land and that's, I was there for uh, too long and then mm-hmm. then I got that over is. here to the store. Yeah, I did audio engineering at uh, Dark Horse a few years oh, ago nice. when I first moved to town. Yeah. We were in a studio before moving here and that's also what attracted me here was also mm-hmm. just kind of the creative side of things. And even in the last four years, seeing a lot of parts of town kind of turn into things that remind me of California or, you know, just yeah anywhere but Nashville yeah. is kind of weird. That helps clarify some things for me, knowing that the backstory about the landlord, because I didn't know if it was a gentrification issue. I didn't know if it was like just yeah, influx a, of people moving and yeah. whatnot. But I think yeah. a lot of people thought that. So we have been trying to want to clear that message up that it's not that. It's mm. it's just that she, she passed away and the family has to sell it now. Sure. Where were you going on your My long-winded story? story? My other story. So we found out towards the end of October, but we weren't going to tell anyone because we still had a Friday Night Friday and Squishy Ghoul Fest and we didn't want to put a dark cloud over those events that, yeah. that we had until January 31st. Even though a dark cloud is very Halloween-y. It, well, that it would have went true. very well. <laughs> <laughs> so it, we told our core group of friends, most of our core group of friends, after Spooky, Spooky Ghoul Fest ended that night, we brought them in here and we said, hey, this is what's going on. And oh, shit. Every single one of them was like, this isn't happening. We're buying, we're getting this building, we're going to do this and that. And it was, we all had a good cry, I think. We all hugged. Good. We were all drunk too. So no, yeah. we, I almost started crying and that's when I knew it had to go because I'm like a hard, <laughs> cold bitch and I don't want any of my friends, I don't want any of my friends to see me cry. So I said, okay, we're out. We got to go. <laughs> but they were determined and of that music neighbors, Jason and Chelsea were like, we want to do these testimonial videos. And so I think 10 people, we got 10 people to come and last Monday, Tuesday, we filmed them all here after we closed. And the the people that we asked gave the stories of why their experience at the store and why it's important for the groove to stay around. And it was very, it was hard not to cry listening to these people's story. Yeah. And realizing the impact that the store and us had on their lives. Because all we're doing is selling records, but... But it's not. We also play therapist a lot well, for people. Yeah. You would not believe. I I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, having worked in a coffee shop, a couple of coffee shops, oh, it's yeah. like you get to know your regulars yeah. day in and day out. And I'm imagining that it's similar here. Like you have your weekly regulars who probably come in and you find yeah. out about their foot, find yeah. out about their dialysis <laughs> or whatever, and you just continue yeah. to pick up that conversation. Yeah. You know? yeah. I think I could deal with like this like not having the store mm. what i don't want to is just we've had people that just have told us that they they had a they came in here in like a really dark time they were going through like shit in their lives and just by coming through our door and us saying hello like just helped mm. and that's what needs to continue so yeah, there's been a lot of weird things. You know how the universe works in a weird way. And there's times where like you're reserved. You're like, okay, we're going to close. And then something will happen. And you're like, this is why we need to keep fighting to stay open. Mm-hmm. I remember 
Last year, we had a customer, and she'd come in. We'd helped her find records for her granddaughter. So this was last year. Shortly after we announced uh, what we're going through with the GoFundMe and all that, it was we were closed, but we were still in here. It was a Thursday night because we were still here because we were getting ready for new releases for Friday. Yeah. And there's a knock on the door, and I open it, and there's a lady there, and she's talking, and she's like, you helped me last year. Like you told with your story, and it's like, oh, I remember you now. Mm-hmm. We're close. We invited her in. We found the records she wanted. And we're like, the universe just sent this lady to us to tell us to keep fighting because she probably wouldn't have got that anywhere else. Yeah. No, we ordered her some and she came back the next week Yeah, to get them. So she's like, I'm not going anywhere else. You guys <laughs> helped me last year get everything. Wow. And this is the only place I want to go now. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, take care of yourselves, <laughs> you know, and... and that's been hard. Oh my God. It, we haven't nailed the grocery shop or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sleep? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> I I would imagine, you know, um, anxieties are present and whatnot. However, you can take time to breathe, stretch, have a moment to yourself. Like I would just encourage it. If I can relate or try to empathize as best as I can, it's just been when, when I'm going through something and the, the adrenaline has worn off or even while the adrenaline's still going, it's just trying to find that moment for me to breathe, have that time to myself. Doesn't mean that I need my family or friends. Right? It's like, for me, it works. It's just like, I need like that five, 10 minutes. And it's been huge. I don't know if that no. means anything for you guys, but like, um, I, I don't want to, rehash all the PTS that I went through in the spring and summer, <laughs> you know, just trying to manage and take care of and check in and talk and talk to people who I trust. And yeah. I think it's important know. to do that because I think human nature, we stamp everything down. Yeah. And then it comes out at weird times or times we don't need it to. I think even as men, we are told not to express emotions and things as well. So mm. that is always hard. Yeah. Not For to sure. cry. Having a good cry is so therapeutic. I'm. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm sure it was ingrained in you. You're old. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, older than me. Like Fifty. <laughs> I appreciate your time. I know you need to get home, eat, do whatever you need to do. So I'm gonna <laughs> let you get back to your. Our night. dog probably wants to go out. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> what kind of pup do you have? Well, she's a mix. She's yeah. a silky terrier. Not that's our other other dog. She's a a Shih Tzu Lasso Opso mix. Sorry. Her name's Nessa. She's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But, we say we need to go home to take her out, but she probably already went in the house. So no bigs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys live in, in East Nashville? Uh, oh, we live in Madison. Yeah. Just, okay. We've uh, lived in oh, Madison right. a long time. Yeah, we're just up by Cornerstone Church. So we just have to get on Ellington Parkway and drive uh -huh. all the way in. And okay. it's an easy drive for us. So yeah. Yeah. Usually. And then we're we're just far enough away to be out of the hustle and bustle. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Mm -hmm. You guys need that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank thank you. you. Hopefully we can have another conversation soon. I would love <laughs> yeah. to. Thank you for having us on. It means a lot. We can have that that gay hotline. We'll open it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. TBD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm stoked. I'm stoked on that interview. Thank you, Jesse and Michael, for coming on and sharing as much as you did and for 
peeling back the curtain a little bit. It's appreciated. I appreciate you all. Appreciate support. And I hope, again, that you have a great holiday. I don't know if there will be a new episode out next week. If not, we'll have one out in a couple weeks. Either way, we'll be back. We're going to continue doing the show. You take care of you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.